She let me. She let me show it to her. She let me show it to her uncle. Hey, what's up? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another awesome episode of Pendeo Time, the Wednesday episode. That's not how I want to do our intros anymore. I kind of had. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of not how I want to do things. And no, I feel I get like it. whenever what were you, you thinking? start off on a note like that where you're just acting like we're some kind of shock jock, you know, and I'm here to inform people and show them how to live their lives in a good way and help with, other people. And you come on yeah. talking about show, showing it to a girl's uncle, you know, <laughs> that really, that doesn't really tickle my ivories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I want to make sure that everybody's has their ivories tickled properly you know yeah uh, it just so. really it really makes me angry when i hear I stuff understand. like that you know and i tried to get us you know I, I i wrote that nature documentary for us i thought we were going to do that we were supposed to go to south america this summer and that fell through because mm-hmm. your because your uh visa expired you know mm-hmm. yeah but i don't know i i just think I, th- I think for this show to move in the direction we want it to, this needs to be about what we first started the show for, and that's that's teaching teaching people about science. Yeah, the, definitely the first six months of the show we were very informative, <laughs> for sure. That guy. Yeah, I think back on all of the uh, how much I remember of the first five or six months of this show, and I remember most of it if I'm being completely honest I remember so much of it that I don't even think it's worth uh, I just remember all the studying we had to do for it <laughs> all the classes on audio technology we had to take yeah the, the I really I really appreciate everyone bullying me into uh, getting getting better at at stuff because I don't think I would have. I'm very much sort of like a negative reinforcement type of animal. Yeah. If you tell me good job, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I'm solid, man. You kind of have to, you know, I, I, I say the haters, I say to the haters, kick rocks, but really your hate, the haters are my greatest motivators. Yeah. My haters are the waiters at the table of success. When I feast on my goals and my dreams and the and the fruits of my labor, the my haters are my waiters, and they bring me um, – uh, fresh and juicy mangoes. Uh, yeah, that's what you order at restaurants. <laughs> yeah, at the fucking like orangutan order, yeah, like, restaurant. I like to order the the kind that I like to order the most sexual fruit that you can that you can get. Yeah. The kind that you have to that you have to eat in a very gay way. So mangoes um, and bananas. And uh, what other kinds of fruit are there that coconut? Pomegranate is kind of of a gay fruit because you have to pick at it. You can't just bite into it. The most manly fruit is the apple, the classic and humble apple. I feel like the pomegranate is like the woman. You know. Well, that well, what a, it's a feminine. You have fruit. to. You sometimes you got to. Uh, sometimes you got to put the balls in your mouth. You know. <laughs> yeah. To get <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, um, the juice, yeah, to get the yeah. to get the pit. Yeah, yeah I think that's no, very I, manly. Uh, no, I think the most the gayest fruit. Let's say gayest fruit, maybe grapes. Grapes to me are kind of Bana- bananas little, played out. I think it might be grapes. Well, so the thing about grapes to me is, is it's not so much a gay fruit as it's an eccentric fruit. It's like you're like a Greek, 
you know, like sort of like ossified type politician. Like you don't have a role, but you're very powerful. So you just you're just there. You're a part of an institution, and then all the concubines feed you grapes, um, which is you know, which is pretty kick ass. I I'd like to think I don't have any Greek blood in me, but I like to think that one of my ancestors did that. And actually, no, I think. If I go back, I can't go back that far. I don't think anyone can. Greek blood is like, just cholesterol, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like oil. It's like it's yeah. like kind of like a sheen to it. Um, I think, uh, like, if I went back a thousand years, I think most of like the people that I that would like my great super great grandfathers were probably just like dying in mud. Um, if I went back a thousand years, I'd be so young, I'd be I'd be crapping my diaper. <laughs> okay, okay, that's cool. Okay. I'd, be, I'd be I'd be less than a baby, a negative baby. Nah. What if you nah. what What if you were at a work party, and um, and your coworker, who was the same race as you, came over to you mm-hmm. and said. Oh, this is my baby. He's negative one. Like, he's just... <laughs> your buddy comes over to you just holding a handful of his own nut. <laughs> he's like, you gotta meet my son, man. Yeah, he's ne- like, oh, he's negative yeah. one and a half. Don't you like him? <laughs> and the, it's like the shadow baby? of a baby looking at you. <laughs> it's just this, like, dark energy, like, sort of amorphous blob in his hand. No, yo, but Loki, my- would you call Cap... Would you call this Cap on negative one, baby? This is my son, Axmanthius. He's negative 410. He's uh, sort of a, a glowing black orb of dark, uh, sinister energy. Um, he's walking now. It's crazy. You know, they start off as just sort of pinpoints of nothingness, and then they grow into be, you know, these force fields of pain and suffering. Happy anniversary, babe. Can't believe we've been together negative five years. <laughs> You, you go up to a random woman <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> happy anniversary, uh, our happy negative 12th anniversary. Can you believe 12 years from now we'll start dating, babe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's negative one years from our first breakup. I'm so sad. Can you hug me? It's negative two years until What are you getting a prescription for? Is it for a, a period? Do you have menstrual cramps? Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. If I had menstrual cramps, I'd I'd be too weak for them. I'd probably I'd probably die from them. But you're so strong with your your awful bloody vagina. It's I bet, God, I bet you cramp so bad. I bet you cramp so bad it makes your boobs shake or something. God, can I can't you, believe, can you believe I can't one year from I can't believe we've been together negative fifty years. <laughs> Gosh, that's almost a lifetime. I feel like I've known you not at all, and I can't wait until we go on our first date 22 years from now. That would be very special. God, I feel like I've known you negative 100 years. <laughs> I feel so separate from you. <laughs> I feel I feel like I feel so distant from you like we are never supposed to speak to one another. This is like my something really This is my negative 2 hours anniversary of me losing my virginity with you. <laughs> He's like, what does that mean? And you're like, you'll find out in two hours. It's quite, it's it's very, it's quite simple, really. Um, I I wouldn't think about it too much. 
That's honestly, you know, any guys on the apps, that's not a bad pickup line. It's actually a terrible pickup line. Don't happy, use it, happy, happy negative five years divorce anniversary. Happy negative 30 minutes anniversary. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the way. You'd be surprised how easy it is to find out where people live. They have a, a geolocator thing built into this app. You just got to tweak it a little bit on the back end. Happy negative 40th anniversary of you getting my social security after I pass away. Happy negative 11th anniversary of me meeting your dad and we get into a fist fight in the front yard. Happy um happy happy negative 25th anniversary of our of our first son graduating high school a few years before he passes away. <laughs> I hate to be the one to tell you. <laughs> hey, I know son, we've never your met. Your son with me will pass away. I know we've never met, but um, in about 22 years, our son it will die tragically. You're just shaking a waitress at, at Twin Peaks. I'm so sorry to tell you. Someday you're going to have a baby with me and it's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to love him a lot. He's, he's going to change your life. It's um, going to make us grow apart. Yeah, honestly, it, it's what ends to the Because he, he looks just like me, and every time every time you look at me, you think of him. You think that he's not here anymore, and the only thing that's left of him is a shell of him, this drunken, pilled-out shell that refuses to leave the house. He's gained 80 pounds. And, yeah. You, know, you see what could have been, and then you just see this, this husk. Yeah. Anyway, I will take an extra side of blue yeah. cheese. And also, and, uh, and also, whenever we get um, married, my penis gets bigger. <laughs> Because of as, it. An, as an aside, I don't I don't want you to think too much about the dead child aspect of this. Right now, I have a very small penis, but once we get married, it does become three and a half inches. I've decided bigger. I'm not going to get hard till we get married, but I will have I'm sex just, with you before. But just trust me, I'm going to stop having erectile dysfunction as soon as we get married. Yes, it, I will do my best. Um, I do. I do plan as soon as we get married. I will be performing in bed very well. But I, I'm going to save my best for last. You know what I mean? I'm going to fuck you really good and then I'm going to divorce you. That's basically what I'm saying. Well, yeah. no, I mean, you know, you can't have your cake and then have fuck some. It too, you can't have whatever. your. You can't buy some cake and eat it later. You know? <laughs> so, you guys. Like, um, so, um, um, so, just another course banquet then? Like, I don't. Make it actually. Make it two and have one for yourself. Drink, a, it, drink a course banquet on the job, please. Make it make it 51 and have one for yourself. And drink it in the walk-in for me and think about me when you drink it. I will have 50 of them. Thank this you. is such a crazy request, but next time you work, could you come in and not brush your teeth? <laughs> it's like an inside joke we'll have in like five years. Yeah. Um, could you come in and you could wear your, um, your, your Sophie booty shorts inside out and um and then it'll be something that i tease you about oh my gosh you wore those you wore those really high socks those socks our dog in five years is gonna eat those socks and it's gonna be so funny (laughs) (laughs) it's so scary (laughs) so scary dude like i i think i'm thinking in my head like oh that would be like a funny That'd be a funny, like, maybe a text message pickup line, but not in person. You can't. 
even on a first date, like you, like somebody agrees to go out with you, and you're like, "This is technically our negative fifth anniversary," um, because we're going to be dating for one year, five years from now. <laughs> like, yeah. what does that mean? Like, what is what are the, what are the circumstances that lead? It's so funny. Like, you have a green car. That's going to be our son's favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> He's not gonna know how to read too good. You're gonna drink a lot during the pregnancy. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm a real piece of shit. I'm not gonna make it easy on you at all to carry that child to term. Well, what I'm so basically, what happens is, is you get pregnant, and I, I just like, I don't support you, like at all. It's like my own hero's journey I go on, where I have to find myself for the exact amount of time it takes you to give birth to a child. So like nine months or so. And then I come back to the hospital, and you're so excited to see me that you named the son after me. And then that sort of gives me the dopamine hit I need to to leave again. Yeah. For another, you know. And also, right before we years. get together, my I changed my name to Bombius so that the son can be <laughs> named that. Yes, uh, I. <laughs> so what? Sorry, what's your last name? Um, it's it's Mitchell, right? So Bombius Mitchell will be. Uh, he he will be honestly he won't amount to much. The name Bombius really sets him up for failure. The kids bully him relentlessly, um, very violently, and uh, and Bombius has a pretty bad life. Even the, really even though he's else. named after a Greek guy made up who made bombs. <laughs> He's named after a character from his father's novel. Right. <laughs> Bombius, attack on the bomb city. Bombius. Um, Bombius, right, attack I'll, of the bomb clone. Um, right. Uh, so I, I'm, an, I'm an author. I'm, a, I'm an action erotica author. And Bombius is the main character in, in my series, uh, um, Greek, Greek Sexual Nightmare. There's about 52 of them. I self-published. I self-published the Greek Sexual Nightmare on Amazon Books, and Bombius, over the course of fifty-two books, um, uh, as his name suggests, he, he's a great bomb maker. Um, he's the best bomb maker in Greece, and that gets him so much pussy that he um, <clears throat> has a bunch of illegitimate children, and they're all named Bombius. So many, in fact, uh, that it, like half of an island off the coast of Greece is all of the names are Bombius, even the girls. Yeah, and. And it's named the island's named after him. It's named Bombius because of him. Bombius Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and, and I, I, my favorite. What's your favorite <laughs> book in the 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 Greek sexual nightmare series? Um, I haven't read any of your books. I'm sorry. Um, that's so stupid of you. <laughs> that's so foolish. <laughs> You'll learn. So, You'll that's learn so foolish of you. You know, on our tenth wedding anniversary, you're gonna say, "God, I'm so glad that you introduced me to Bombia's various capers yes. and mysteries." I think you should probably start. Probably the lightest reading you should start with is um, Greek is, sexual nightmare ten, Bombius's big adventure. Yes, um, in, and and you work backwards, right? In that one, um, he gets in trouble at school for. It's gr- it's grown up school, and he gets in trouble <laughs> at grown up Greek school for eating all the dolma, and right. and which is a Greek food, and as punishment for th- for doing that, 
He has to have sex with the most beautiful statue in all of the Greek. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, yeah, this is sort of my life's work, so the fact that you haven't read it before we met is like kind of a red flag, but I'm willing to look past it because... Um, well, because you're very beautiful, and I always knew I would meet my wife at the Twin Peaks in San Marcos, Texas. Um, it's just kind of a prophecy that I had. When I was writing the 48th Bombiest book, um, uh, this Greek sexual nightmare of 48, uh, Bombiest's genocide, he, um, he met his wife at a Twin Peaks. And that sort of came to me in a dream like a muse, you know, so... I am mad at you for not having read all the Greek sexual nightmares before you met me on accident, and I will resent you for that, and I I will slash your tires when I leave here. But that's going to be a joke that we have. You know, we're married sixteen years on our sixteenth wedding anniversary. This reminds me of a Bombius quote, actually. Oh yes, she who not readeth readeth among the scholars of all the Grecian lands will. Suffer greatly in the big, strong, oily, sexual Grecian hands. Yes, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think. Uh, God, who was it that said uh, Pedophilines said that? Yes, uh, Pedophilines, the elder. Uh, he had a pet. There was a Pedophilines, the younger, but he didn't live too long, and right. so they they just made Pedophilines too the hypocritical. Elder. Yeah, well, right. He, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't meant to last with pedophilines, the younger. Yeah. So they just had to find an old Greek guy that was a weirdo, and they just named him Pedophilines, the elder. And they said, "You can, uh, you can have the title now. You just have to write. You have to write in King James English for some, for some odd reason. Uh, so uh, guys in college can quote you later uh, when they when they PR on bench press or something. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a good quote from the Greek. Um, philosopher, um, no, known as um, as uh, uh, as as uh, Borbus, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "He who is not walking with at least five other wise men at any given time in." Gr- Greece, which is where we are from, <laughs> he will fall to the shadow of the great mastiffs of the of the um, armies of Troy, and he who is wearing the scarlet robe of the Roman guard <laughs> will fall prey to the mighty blue armor of the Spartan legion got you so (laughs) 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 I uh yeah that's the thing about (laughs) that's the thing about Borbis is you just you take what he says and you put it. You kind of have to apply. You have to really under, like understand applied philosophy, and you have to understand historical context because what was happening at Borbus's time was just it was so chaotic, you know. And uh, and I really like what I like about Borbus is that he was prescient enough to know of the Spartans, the Romans, 
<laughs> and also him being Greek, that he just kind of he and threw he knew, all he into knew one about of Troy and all the other parts of history <laughs> yeah, as well. He, yeah, he had a poem about <laughs> Nebraska too. It's crazy. I just he was sort of like the like a like a soothsayer, like like a yeah. like a future tailor, you know. Yeah, what's I your, liked it. What's your favorite quote from Borbus? In general, I guess. Uh, um, my favorite quote in general. Um, Blessed is he who walketh to the great market with coin in hand and bravery in heart to purchase a sweet nectar beverage to sip on the way home. Wow. <laughs> it's a simple one. I, you know, I love going to the store. And so I really, I think... And that was from, um, that was from Chevron the Wise. That's beautiful, right? And uh, and a lot of people attribute that to to um, Valero the Wicked. But the problem is, is that they lived in the same village, and they wrote at the same time. But they didn't. But he didn't say that. And that. Knowing, having a master's in philosophy, that's one thing I learned, is, is a lot of times those guys were neighbors and they didn't get along. And they wrote a lot of the same stuff, though. Yeah. So. I actually I, read a, I read a quote, quote recently that really inspired me, if you mm-hmm. don't mind me sharing it. I've, I, you know what? I would love for you to share it. He who no get job sit on couch all day long, never working... Always watch television, TV too loud all day long, sitting down, clothes dirty, shoes stinky, eating takeout all day, never getting mm-hmm. a job. He is lazy, bum, n- very bad man, mm-hmm. needs to get a job, get out of here, get mm. out of here. Get him out of my house. Who was that? Rupi Kaur who wrote that? No, that was Confucius. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I that's um, he delivered it a little bit differently, but I try and I try and deliver it in my own way. Um, but he was actually my father-in-law in a past life. Oh, Confucius. Yeah, he was called that because he could only speak in Chinese, and it was so <laughs> fucked up the way it sounded to everybody. It's just a part of history. Yeah, you know that uh, that's so true about 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 ancient Chinese philosopher Confucius because he he just no one could understand him. <laughs> they just it's no all Chinese. Under, yeah, no one could figure out what he was saying, and it took thousands of years and a bunch of English American scholars to. Finally decipher his great wisdom. You know, at the time, everybody was like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? They were and like, was, Confucius. 
<laughs> Shut the fuck up. He was like, "Bio G and uh, show up." And nobody uh, knew. You know, nobody knew what was going on. You know. Yeah, they uh, thought he had everybody in disease. ancient. Everybody in ancient China around that time spoke. Um, they spoke like uh, Yiddish or something. Like the way it was that, English. The whole world uh, spoke English, <laughs> and then, you know, things got fucked up along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was one the Tower day, of Babel. You know, everybody spoke American English up until up until that point. They were uh, saying, "Hey, we got to build this tower." You know, <laughs> they were saying, "God damn, I've been working fucking sixty hours a week building this Tower of Babel, and I fucking I can't wait I mean, till we go up." But honestly, I'm ready to uh, fucking get this shit higher than God just so I can go home, jack off. My old lady's been up my ass. She's saying, "What are y'all eating building out there?" I said, "Baby, an abomination." <laughs> it's just. We're building it for God, but he's not going to be too happy about it, I do. I mean, I think it's going to mess everything up. Because right now we speak, we all talk like this in ancient China. And I, I, I said, you know, it's fine. It's not a big deal. You know, they built one of them Towers of Babel out there in them deserts. And, it, and you know, they built it for God. And so, you know, she said, I need you to come home and I need you to, to watch these kids so I can go play my bingo my girls' night. And I fucking killed her, you know, because it's 3200 B.C. You can sort of do shit like that, you know. But, yeah, this Tower of Babel, it's, it's putting, you know, Lord willing, we'll finish her, you know. Um, God forbid something happened to my tower. Yeah, I probably would have just, um, I probably would have just acted like I could understand everybody if I was there. Everybody starts running around like crazy, speaking different languages. I'm just like, yeah, that's what's up. Um, yeah, I don't... It must have sucked really bad to live like a, a long-ass time ago. I mean, aside from like the dire... Like, there are annoyances that I don't think about. Because like that so long ago was such dog shit. I mean, I guess it just was different. Everything's dog shit all the time. That's that's just the history of life. But like, I know that if I go to France, or if I hear like a buzzonko, hello, do you have a um a, a place where I could put my cigarette? I know that's a French guy. Imagine being like a fucking Viking uh, warlord psycho named. Svardgenden the Brave or whatever and you f get in your gay ass little boat and you go over to the fucking place where the English and the French are kind of in the same zone that little place where the channel is and you just hear a bunch of like uh, it's it's so dark and gray outside I do not want to hunt today it's very cold you'd probably kill all of them I would hate that shit I don't know why they're French speaking English, but you know that's what they. As you said, you're Ooh, the historian. I am, I am French. A French it's, guy. <laughs> it is six hundred AD, and I am Ooh, French. My life I is. I am French eating a uh, croissant. Just kidding. That think, was very racist. I think, they and were we have called, nothing against French people. In fact, there are people with French ancestry even on this show. Yeah, me. You know. Yeah. It's it's uh I don't talk about this often but I'm up to 12% French and it's not something I take lightly. You know, um mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who wish they were in my position. You mm -hmm. know, people say 
all the time. They come up to me and they say, you look just like Bella Hadid. You know, and I say, I know. But that's, the, that's not my daily life, you know what I mean? I found out recently that there was a town in, uh, there is a town in, in Pennsylvania that, that like 200 years ago, this guy John Hayden and his sons, Jacob Hayden, hey, that's this guy. Well, not me, literally, but they found in this town and there was a bunch of like iron and coal and shit and they, it was like bigger than Pittsburgh therefore It was going to be like the big Pennsylvania city. And then something happened or whatever. And now it's just like an unincorporated town where people go to like, uh, I guess like do fentanyl and die. But I, I want to go there because I'm like, I'm the fucking, my middle name is after that line, the side of the family. Or this is, this is hundreds and hundreds. I think it was actually in the 1700s or whatever the fuck, like, like when it was a colony, Pennsylvania, Dutch, whatever the fuck. And, uh. I don't know, man. That stuff's interesting to me. I want to go to a place where a guy who may have looked a little like me had money and was important. Because I, I don't think that I'm ever going to have anything like that here. And that's okay. Like, I'm not really concerned about that. But it, I want to occupy a, a physical space that just a blip in time ago was operated by a guy who maybe maybe looked a little like me and who was like, Damn, there's a lot of fucking iron out on that mountain, and I'm going to go get it. And he went and got it, and then he built a whole town. And, uh, you know, he had a bunch of sons and daughters and shit and got a city named after him. It literally doesn't – it barely shows up on the map. I had to zoom in, and it's like an unincorporated community, I think with, like, less than 200 people now. Um, and it's, you know, rife with fucking inbreds and Amish and – yeah, the orc people of America, whatever the fuck you know, Appalachian and uh, you know Amish are, and, and you know the kind of like uh, colonial America, rural people that just you know they just they uh, they're just not all there. You know, like I I I the the rural Southern people I understand. But, like, when I was when I took a road trip through Maryland and I went through, like, mm -hmm. West Virginia and stuff and, like, rural Maryland, I don't understand those people. I understand how they speak, but they're a different type of stupid. Like, people from, like, rural Maryland, it's like, what's going on out here? You got, they all talk goofy as fuck. And, uh, and they all just, like, they're like Florida people, kind of. Like, they're like, mm. uh, like, it is, it's bizarre. I just have in my mind that all of the Northeast is just, like, liberal. And then you, like, go to, like, rural parts of, you know, Maryland, and it's like, well, they're more racist than we are down here. You know what I mean? Like, it's we it's just weird. It's just, like, my understanding of the Northeast being from the South my whole life or whatever. Yeah. And you I had people. Like, that, well, I mean, you don't really think of it as rural. No, I don't. And I, yeah. well, it's like, I mean, you know, like, I always, I always, like, when I think Maryland, I think Baltimore. Yeah, and I think D.C. Like, we went, I like, I thought, dude, I had never been to D.C. I had seen pictures of it. And I was staying with, uh, shout out to my buddy Tom. I don't know if he listens to his show, but we, we stayed at his place and I hung out with um, some friends from Twitter. And uh, and he was like, yeah, we can go to D.C. if you want. And I was like, dude, what? Hold on. <laughs> I was like, hold on, hold on. We got to, I got to pack a bag. And he's like, you just got to get on the freeway. <laughs> and I was like, ah. And so we went, we go into the city and, uh, he was like, yeah, there's, there's DCs over there. It's just like 10 blocks that way. And I was like, 
it didn't compute to me because I, I have this idea of DC as this like white, like not race wise, but like it's like it's just it's like a, it's like an Acropolis type, you know, pantheon thing. And I know people that live there. I know that it's not like that. But because I hadn't laid eyes on it, just I'd seen too many movies and I'd seen pictures. I was like, no, this is how it is. It's a hellhole. It's a sh- it's shit. It's 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 stupid. Um, West Virginia is very beautiful. Uh, we went to Harper's Ferry and uh, it was gorgeous. And um, there's a place you can stand and look over the Potomac. Mm-hmm. And it's the same place where Thomas Jefferson supposedly stood and said this was worth crossing the river for. I uh, Crossing the ocean for. I don't think that's what he said. I think he probably said something more like, I'm going to kill and rape a bunch of people now that I'm here because <laughs> there's nobody sort of here to stop me. Um, Maybe he said jacking off is what I use <laughs> lotion for. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's a big rock that right there in that spot, and it's a cliff that overlooks the rushing Potomac River. It's beautiful. It's ta- it's breathtaking, and you see the Appalachian Hills and all fucking whatever. And on that rock, and in a piece of brass or bronze, or something, I don't fucking know, it's like Thomas Jefferson stood here in 17 whatever the fuck. Stood next to his, you know, point man and looked him in his eyes and said, ladies and gentlemen, we've we've crossed the greatest body of water on our beautiful planet. And looking at this now on this wonderful landscape, this was worth crossing the Atlantic Ocean for. Too poetic. I don't think he said that. I don't think he said I mean, that at he, all. He did write the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. He was a very, I mean, he was a very flowery man. Yeah, he, yeah. He loved he he would have loved David Goggins. He was a light skinned dude. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was he would have been really into Drake and Nav. <laughs> like he would have loved Views. Uh probably would have been one of his favorite albums. Um Yeah, he would probably be um doing freaking dances on TikTok now. Yeah, he would be doing uh, He'd be doing the Gray Sweatpants challenge. Yeah, he he he'd be doing those videos where the guy, where it's like a guy like gyrating in his car to mm-hmm. like yeah, to fucking Jason Derulo or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that type of stuff. I don't know if he said that. I really don't give a fuck. Um, but uh, it was cool to be in a place that old. I like old places. You know what I mean? Like I, There are not a lot of them in the States because we're pretty new. You know, like I say we motherfuckers were here for a long ass time before we were, you know. Cool. But Native Americans. You know the Comanche, the, the oh, they they mostly live in like Oklahoma and stuff, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that that would have been a great way to rewrite history as white people would have been like, dude, we yeah. got here and they all lived in trailer yeah, parks they, in they, Arizona. I don't. They <laughs> love casinos. Yeah, I, look, they we opened got here. the casinos. We couldn't close them. This is a massive continent. Okay. We get here, and they're all just in trailer parks in New Mexico and then, like, one <laughs> town in Oklahoma. That's how it was. They, I swear to God, there were no empires. They didn't have cities and shit. They just they all lived in, like, one-bedroom apartments right outside Tulsa. It's insane. You'd think with all this space they would have spaced out, but now they live in the bottom of the canyon, and they live in a trailer park in Arizona, and then they live in the deserts of Las Vegas. It's just, I don't, you know. Hey, what can you do? I, we I, hey, look, <laughs> John Adams is like, look, we tried to get him to come out. You know, we tried to. We're like, look, you guys can have Washington if you want. You know, you, no one's over there. Y'all go. 
Y'all got to go on. Take it. (laughs) Take it. It's yours. Have the country. We're not there yet. Yeah. Hey, look, as as peaceful, loving conquerors from the British Isles, we're going to stay right here, right here in West Virginia and the Massachusetts Bay Colony. You guys can have the rest of the country. We won't take it from you. And you know what they did? They said, no, fuck you. They said, we like it. Sorry. We, they said, sorry, <laughs> white people. We like it here we in like- <laughs> uh, the, the Norman, Oklahoma area. <laughs> this is where we... <laughs> I love living in Hobbs, New Mexico. It's one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. Yeah, and, as uh, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> as, <laughs> you know, we just like to all... 100 million of us we, we really like the the te- the Oklahoma panhandle, you know. Yeah, it's beautiful. You can go I can look, I can go to I can stand outside my house and I can see my friend's Tom's house and he lives he lives um right at north, right at the middle of Texas. We're stuck in these damn teepees, but we don't move them anywhere. Um, yeah. if you guys have any beautiful trailers for us. <laughs> And you we've guys been have looking any... for some addictions also. Yeah. If you guys it, it, can give us some addiction issues, we, we kind of need some of that. You know, uh, this crazy thing out here, we don't have any corn mash liquor. <laughs> and and I just was thinking, you know, we've got we've got peyote. It's it's okay. You know, it's not bad. And we've got, you know, ditch weed, um, which is pretty nice. And we've got, you know... Um, you know, herbs and things. But what we don't have is corn mash liquor that makes you blind and, and ruins and sort of ruins everything for generations. So what 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 we would really appreciate, we'll teach you how to grow, uh, you know, carrots and shit. If you could just give us some of that sweet, sweet, sweet white lightning that you guys love so could much. Could you guys just name all your tobacco companies after us? <laughs> I guess yeah. If we could get like a sports team, yeah, named after us here and there, and then like a bunch of, if you guys could do like a lot of bottles that looked like us, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> could you uh, could you get could you make a dipping tobacco that only people who hate us would use? That would be great. Uh, you can call it Red Man if you'd like. Um, can you please put one of us on your butter as a thank you? Can you make a type of cigarette that only overeducated white people smoke and then put us on the front of it smoking a pipe? That would be nice as well. Make the cigarettes it, it, burn it really be, long, too. It would be a huge honor if we could be maybe – if there could be a honey bottle shaped like us or <laughs> a syrup bottle or you know any sort of – if we could – Maybe an icon with one of us with a headdress on. It, it's a fair trade. Look, I don't. I don't mean. Uh, if you guys could maybe have John Wayne play one of us in a movie. Mm-hmm. Could you? Could you have Johnny Depp play a, the on, one of the only guys that you guys know about about us? Uh, could you have him play it, you, just a highly fictionalized version? I know it's like 1682, and no one really knows, you know. But you know, it'd be nice. Be nice yeah. if that could happen. Um, have you ever have you ever been to like a tribe or driven through one like a reservation? Yeah. Uh, whenever we were driving through Arizona, 
we stopped yeah um at a couple of them i think not like in the villages or whatever that yeah been a weird move you know but uh <laughs> I mean, yeah i'm just gonna stop not gonna stop people's houses but anyway, we stopped. Just like knock on their door. Hey, I'm just checking. This is the reservation. I right? just, like, I just wanted to say I'm sorry for what my people did to yours. <laughs> it's truly sad. Hey, would you hey, like please. a? Would you like a Zen? Would you like a big gulp and half a cigarette that I have <laughs> in in the ashtray yeah. of my 1998 suburban? No, they uh, make some badass necklaces though. They do make badass necklaces. Actually, and I'm sitting on a a big poncho right now that I bought from the Native Americans. I drank a I drank moonshine that this Omac guy made when I was in Washington, mm-hmm. um, which is funny, you know. It all comes full circle, but I I think I told this story on here when I came back. But I was drinking at this bar uh, in like the Cascade Mountains, this little this little like Bavarian town, mm-hmm. uh, Leavenworth, uh, and uh, it's a fake Bavarian town. It's like Disneyland for like people who play Skyrim and watch Hallmark movies. Anyway, um, it's the only bar is like the post office saloon or whatever the fuck. And um, I, was like, I was drunk as shit. And I was like, I need a cigarette. And uh, the most like Boston guy in the world was like, I got a fucking cigarette for you. You got to come outside though. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to smoke it inside. So we go out there and there's just like a, like a dude with a shaved head and gauges. And he's like, uh, He's like olive skinned and he's just standing out there and he's got a big duster coat on and he's just standing out there chain smoking and looking pissed off. I was like, all right, well, I, you know, I didn't think anything of it or whatever. And he comes over and he like quite almost literally does the like, hey, kid, you want to, you know, like he just like opens up his coat and he hands me a jar. He's like, you seem like a cool guy, man. You want some of this? And I was like, what is that? And he was like, it's uh, apple shine. I I made it. And I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And he's like, I've been drinking this all day. You should drink it. And I was like, 100%, man. Yeah, I'll drink it. And uh, it had like chunks of weird white apple in it. I guess it was apple. It was like a brownish color. It was. He probably could have degreased the C10 engine. Did you purchase it or? Well, so he um, we were we were just sipping it. And I was like, what? I, I asked him, I was like, where like do you? You don't live in Leavenworth, dude. You live in Wenatchee, which is a town like I guess forty minutes west or whatever. And uh, he goes, "No, I live on a reservation. It's, it's out in the mountains, a little bit up the road." I was like, oh, "I didn't know there was one out of here." He's like, "Yeah, most people don't, you know, especially tourists." And I was like, "Right." <laughs> he was a real ball buster. I don't think he was trying. I think he was fucking with me, but he was like, "Yeah, most people don't know that this little tourist trap you got here is just right outside a place where." You know, he's sort of been for a thousand years or <laughs> whatever the fuck, you know. And he was like, uh, I was like, why do you have this shit? He was like, oh, I make a fuck ton of it in the mountains. And then I come down here to Leavenworth, Washington to sell it to drunk white people like you. And I was like, oh, he was like, this is my last jar. And we've already drank it. We sat in the back alleyway together. And while my girlfriend, uh, well, my fiance now, girlfriend at the time, Ashley, same one. I didn't get a new one. <laughs> Um, it's Monday. <laughs> hey, the good, good news, guys. Something <laughs> crazy happened. Uh, good well, thing to drop like almost at the end of the podcast. By yeah, the way, yeah. I had by the way, not again. <laughs> something really bad happened. To me. Uh, <laughs> no, like she was just talking to this girl she met at the bar as well, and uh, and we just him and I sat out there, and and we came back over and actually drank some or whatever. But he just he he said that he makes it up there. And then he comes down, yeah, he sells it to, to tourists in the mason jar. 
He offered me the the latter half of the bottle for like fifteen bucks. But at that point, dude, like I've drank. You know they sell it at liquor stores. You know in the mason jars. It's called moon. It's like moonshine brand. But it's not. I don't know if you've ever like had like like actual shine. If you've had Everclear, you've had pretty much moonshine. I don't think I've had it. Okay, it's I think I, I think it would be a very distinct memory for me or lack thereof. R- right, it's it's like it's like uh, it's like hard drive wiper. It just you just you have like two or three you know gulps of it and you just is nothing. You just and the rest of the evening is you're at the whim of the fucking of that of the white devil, the white lightning, the white liquid. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I just think it's funny. So like the town is not when he said he sells it to tourists. I was like. The town is not really a place where I would imagine people will go to buy moonshine. It's a place where they film a lot of Hallmark movies there. It's like, uh, right? It's they or Hallmark movies are made to look like this place. It's like very Christmassy, very wintry, very like fake German or whatever the fuck. But you know, guys walk around in lederhosen with big ass steins, and they're like, I can whatever the fuck. Um, just not the place I think that you could sell bootleg liquor. But apparently, it is. I guess. But I mean, you know, business was good. Or it wasn't. I don't know what it was a lot of money to that guy. <laughs> he lived on a on a reservation and uh and I think he had I think clearly from what he was sort of expressing was that, you know it's a nice place. it's a pretty place to live, but it's still a fucking, you know, still a reservation or whatever. But anyway, uh, it would have been funny if he drugged me and killed me. I think that would have been much funnier than just like Yeah, you would have deserved it. You fucking just, white devil. <laughs> He he was uh the the Boston guy came back outside. It's funny you say that. And the Boston guy and him, Boston. Here's what I learned about Boston guys that night. And I kind of already you get an idea about Boston Irish types. If you take a historically disenfranchised and abused and murdered group of people from any time period, and if you could take a Boston Irish guy and introduce them to that, the Boston Irish guy is going to be like, yeah. Well, I'm Boston Irish, and it, you know, we were slaves too. You know, not like those guys. Like guys are yeah. like, it wasn't easy. We came off the boats and we got sent straight to work. You know, fucking at at, at the pot, va va va, fucking stupid accent. And anyway, they were talking back and forth, and the guy was like, "Dude, I'm Native American. It's not the same." And he was like, "Yeah, but like, you know, I'm I'm white, but I'm like, you know, like we weren't we weren't like uh, like like." Like French or British, like coming over here, like we had to fucking work, you know. We didn't have houses, and he was like, he was like, dude, everybody killed us. <laughs> like it wasn't <laughs> like everybody, like like they were. It was getting heated, but like it was it was so cartoonish to both of them, and they were both so drunk that I even think that they recognized the kind of community. They were standing pretty close, and I could. I was talking with Ashley and this other couple that we had met. We were smoking, and they had started talking, and I could just. I was hearing tidbits, and, the guy, and he was like, "Yeah, you don't fucking get it. Like I know, but your shit happened to you like fucking like like five hundred fucking years ago. Like back in Southie, it's the same. It's poverty. Everybody, all of my fucking cousins, they're all they all fucking work at they all work at the bar. They all fucking work on cars. That's it. They don't fucking do nothing else. And and again, the guy's like, everybody." We don't have a culture anymore. <laughs> like we don't. I don't know anything about. I know that I'm Omac, and I know you know that our language is once flourished up here is spoken no longer. <laughs> like we had these mountains, and now it's like a neighborhood of us. 
spread, you know, and he was like, yeah, that fucking sucks, man. But like, imagine growing up like, and you're, and you're next to all these big colleges and all your fucking cousins just sell heroin. And, and what are you supposed to do? You know, you fucking move to Seattle, you work in tech, you know, it's, you know, I'm the one that got out. And he's like, right, man. Yeah. Again, like you guys used to cut our heads off and shit. <laughs> like, I mean, like it just, it, but I guess my point being is, is that like I, I myself, I went to, I went to school with a guy who was like that. Like I, I had like a history class or whatever. And like he would be like, you know, the Irish were slaves too. And like the professor was like, yeah, I mean. You know, they were treated pretty poorly, but, you know, they, the nativists and the English here and the and people born on American soil were certainly unkind to you. And, you know, you guys were abused. And But I, I don't I don't think, you know, like, yeah, yeah, we came over on boats like the fucking black people did. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like, no, I, oh, man, you know, it's like I understand that there was a genocide happening in Ireland, too. Like it's called a famine, but it wasn't really that or whatever. But. Boston Irish guys are very special. I uh, I think it takes a certain type of willful ignorance to be like, yeah, my grandparents died of starvation, and I'm just as much of a minority as a Mexican guy. <laughs> or like any black youth, it's the same for us. It's like, dude, you, your life is good now. You're technically American. You're a white American. You're not... You're not Irish American anymore. Those times have changed. You, you got it, man. You can do whatever you want. I don't. You don't have to. You don't have to work at the at your uncle's mechanic shop or whatever the fuck. You know. You can. Yeah. You can go to Harvard. You can go to Harvard and fucking. You know, uh, be in Goodwill Hunting, whatever the fuck. It's fucked up that they made that college over there in one of the worst parts of the world. Like that place is just, you know. Oh, Harvard! I haven't been in forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, since I graduated I I know actually I think it was since the last time I spoke at Harvard I like um, I I think uh, when I was a when I was younger I was like I want to go to Harvard when I was like a kid because it's like I, none of my parents went to college no one in my family really did I think my aunt went to like I think she eventually got her degree like later on in life but like nobody, nobody went to school when they, you know, whatever. And I remember Harvard. I knew about. It's like I knew about Harvard and I knew about UT. I don't know why those are the two that I knew about. You know, but like I didn't know about like to me there there were like six colleges or whatever. There was the the community college by the house that everyone I knew went to, and then there was like UT, U of H, and Harvard, and at Yale or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Harvard. And and just I I you know I God bless my mom she was like you can do whatever you want son but like no <laughs> you know what I mean like I yeah. think you know like you just it's not no I'm not I definitely had I guess maybe the sob story that could have got me into Harvard but I'm I'm nowhere near smart enough to even approach you know to getting into that yeah school. you got to have like your daycare transcripts to get in there if you're not a legacy. Well, you, you, <laughs> you have to have had like the worst life possible. I'm saying that I had enough of a sob story to get in, but it's like you read like some of the people who go to there from like war torn. It's like, yeah, you know, my father, and my uncle were on different sides of the Civil War, and they cut each other's penises off, and they tortured each other, and then I got on a raft, and I ate piss and dog food for like 16 months, and then I landed on the shores of beautiful Miami, 
and now I'm at Harvard, and it's like, no, nah, I just my parents were mean to each other. You know. I'm getting anyway. the right one where I'm playing hard to get, where I say, I don't give a fuck about school. <laughs> I'm almost 24. <laughs> um, I'm only taking one class right now, and I'm doing bad. Um, my back hurts a lot, and sometimes I pee myself in my sleep a little bit. Um, but it doesn't come out of my pants. It just stays in my underwear a little bit. And I'm addicted to candy, and I don't like working hard. Right now, I'm addicted to a, a video game where I mow lawns, and then in real life, I also mow lawns. Um, and I have a, a podcast. I don't work very hard on it. I don't really listen to it. I don't even tell people about it. And um, and let's see what what else. Uh, and uh, and my girlfriend cuts my hair. And that is my college application. <laughs> and if you like it, let me know. If not, I don't give a fuck. And and if you want to follow me on on Twitter, I just did the monetization thing, and I've gotten zero dollars. So <laughs> zero dollars on that. I want to make it clear: I don't give a fuck about Harvard. I need you I don't to give know. a fuck. I don't know where this is. I don't know what Harvard is or who that is. But I'm I'm sending my I'm sending fifty bucks in Monopoly money, so that's my application fee. And if y'all don't like it, kiss my ass, motherfucker. I uh, when I was applying to schools, I applied to UT. Yeah. And uh, it was one of the first ones I applied to. I didn't know how to write. I didn't know how to write a college like application like essay. <laughs> so like I it wasn't it wasn't that. I just like. In my brief, I didn't have anybody to ask. Like, I didn't have any friends that, like, that went to college or anything. And so, like, I'm, I'm like, dude, by the way, my SAT scores, I was, like, bottom 25% of my class. Like, I'm not UT material. Like, I, you know, I took AP tests or whatever, but I just didn't, I just took them for the credit. I didn't do well, like, grade-wise in school or whatever. And yeah. so, um, I didn't, on paper, I was a complete, an utter moron, like an absolute stupid idiot. Um, I actually know what in hindsight I think I did okay in the essay. I don't know what the grading scale was or is or how it compared. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The essay I remember writing for UT was like, hey, my name's Jake. I'm 18. Like it was like an MTV, like uh, like the dating shows they used to have. Where it's like, my name's Mitch. I'm from Galveston, Texas, and I really like surfing. <laughs> like I was trying to write like things about myself. But I hadn't done anything interesting at that point in time other than, like, acid and, like, getting arrested. So I mm-hmm. was like, I was like, yeah, I never, I've only been to Austin one time. I hear it's really cool. My name is Jake. I want to study um, maybe acting or politics. I don't really know. Uh, I didn't do very good in school because I was smoking a lot of weed because I was sad as hell. And uh, I was drinking a lot of alcohol too with my dad. He's really cool. His name's Dave. Maybe you'll get to meet him one day. <laughs> like I just, I was just trying to write a story about my life. And then I like come to find out that like a college essay is like a little bit of that, but it's like, what were your extracurriculars? Like, what did you, you know? Like I, I seriously in the essay was just like, damn, like it's, I've had a crazy ass life. Like, <laughs> I, I, look at me, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I love drinking Miller Lite. Look, when, look at your boy. I love drinking Miller Lite with my dad and watching The Mask until I get scared. <laughs> like I just, 
It's been a it's been a wacky. I was thirteen when I got a boner for the first time. And yeah, it made yeah. Big, and it made my dick bigger when it happened. Yeah, it was crazy. Like so, when when I was when I was nine years old, my dad was like, "We're gonna go see Cars," and he took me to see Saw, and I didn't sleep for like a year after that until my tenth birthday. And now you know, now I'm eighteen now, but I'm a grown man now. I make my own decision. <laughs> I'm, I can do bad on my own, and that's why I'm 18. To, I'm a grown ass bitch. I do what I please. Yeah, I got a Pontiac. I fuck bitches. Sunfire. I smoke fucking. Big I tree. kill people. Yeah, I'm a bad person. I play, I play guitar. I smoke weed. I kill people. That's yeah. what I do. Holler, holler at your boy. And here's here's a night. Here's a here's a fucking Abraham Lincoln on the house for me, as a as a, a token of my appreciation. That rejected, of course. It was like I think I sent. I think I paid to send Harvard a freestyle. That's actually if really funny. Correctly. If you're being serious, that's no, awesome. I'm pretty sure I did. I thought it would be funny when I was like 18. I paid like the fifty dollars, and then I sent them like, uh, like a freestyle essay. Oh, like a flow, like a rap. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. And then that's I just so never sick. even checked my email. Well, like <laughs> it just. It just like I didn't even I didn't even like have like transcripts and over or anything. I just like paid to do that fill out the application form where I just sent, I just sent in my rhymes and then I just That's awesome, just, dude. I just went went my separate ways yeah, with the college knowing that I'd done what I needed to do. Well, like when I got accepted into St. Edwards, which is where I ended up going, I was like why the fuck did y'all let me in here? Like this is like a like a like a private like Catholic school, I can't afford this shit. Well, they gave me like a bunch of money or whatever. But even then, I was like, "What the fuck did you guys do that or whatever?" You know, like it. I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck. I, I never, I don't know. Like I, when I was in high school, I wanted to go to like a cool city, but I didn't have enough money for all the applications. I didn't. I don't know about you. I didn't get it really to put in that many applications. When my mom found out there were like eighty bucks a pop, and like I. I had, was working at Joe's Crab Shack, like the like my last, um, I guess like the last month and into the summer of my senior year of high school. But they were like eighty bucks a pop, and so my mom was like, "All right, you know, here's what we got, basically. Like, what schools do you want to apply to?" And I was like, "I want to go. I want to check out U of H. I want to check out UT. I want to check out, you know, Yale. I want to check out Harvard." not getting into any of those i didn't get into any of those schools i didn't get into any of those schools or whatever the fuck you know i got into like two or three schools and i ended up going to you know or whatever but like so like all of my like when i got to college and i like met my friend group and some of them like came for money or whatever they're like yeah dude i applied to like 30 schools and i just didn't i like didn't understand that you know what i mean like i, I just wasn't I was like, wherever get, go, wherever accepts me, gives me money. Like that's where I'm gonna go to school for four years, I guess. Which was like something that I like didn't understand until I like actually got to college. Yeah, I think I only applied to like two or three schools. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I got, I applied in waves. I would get rejected like four at a time, <laughs> and then I was like, then I like I'd wait a bit to ask my mom, and I'm like, I'm gonna apply to two more, and you know, I'm gonna apply to a couple more, and then you know. I, like I just picked St. Edwards or whatever the fuck. It was like one of the only schools that accepted me. Um, wow! But how'd that feel, dude? Earnestly, honestly, sincerely, genuinely. Um, I was like, damn, I'm gonna go to college. 
cool. Like I, I got accepted and it was really exciting. Uh, obviously, because like no, you know, like my mom didn't graduate high school. And my dad, I think, graduated when he was like nineteen or some twenty or something. He took he took <laughs> he took like a victory lap, or whatever the fuck. And uh, and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like that's sick or whatever. Um, yeah, I guess it was exciting or whatever. I, it's hard for me to think back that far. I'm old. Yeah. I mean? I'm like 52 years yeah, old. Yeah, you are. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. It was it, it was cool or whatever. Like I don't um I shouldn't have gone to college right out of high school. 100%. Like having Yeah, a, same here. Like having gone to grad school and like was able to succeed in doing that at least in terms of getting good grades, like they should make you take a third test. <laughs> like other than the SATs and your like your tax or your star or whatever like your senior year of high school you get a test it's like like uh there's a keg of beer in the room and there's three guys that you met 22 minutes ago there's no one else in the room do you finish the keg of beer yes or no question 2 someone presents you with an eight ball of cocaine you have several family members who cocaine has ruined their lives do you do the cocaine yes or no question 3 you've had 15 beers you could stay at your friend Mike's place, but you don't want to stay at Mike's place. <laughs> you want to go play Grand Theft Auto and jack off in your own bed. Do you drive your car 45 minutes from Mike's place? They should make you take a test like that. And you have to answer honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, or else, you know. And you take that test every year, and then when you pass it, you get to apply for school or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Question one. Your winky is growing. Do you smush it? <laughs> Question two. You smushed your winky and something <laughs> happened to it. Is there something green or white? Question three. <laughs> is the green or white stuff? Is it smushy and it did it come out of you? <laughs> that's the test that I would write. Yeah, that's the maturity Question test. Question four. Yeah. There's green and white smushies of, of sperms on a napkin. Did it come out of your thing? I think if this is this is um, this is a uh, carbon monoxide poisoning test that they do. I was going to say, I think if I think if you administered that test to children, I think you would be in jail in one minute. (laughs) Question question one. So let's say you're 18 years old. You're ready to go to school, right? Yes. Let's say there's a thousand sperms on your shirt. (laughs) Do you wash it or do you try and swallow the shirt whole? Question two. I'm a 32-year-old man, and you just turned 18. Do you think a 32-year-old man with a studio apartment and his own car is impressive? Yes or no? Question three. Do bald guys scare you, or do you think that older guys like that are hot? Question Question four. Do you, do you think it's sexy that I have a little poop in my underwear at the end of the day when I get home from work because I'm 36 years old and I have um, bowel issues from years of alcohol abuse. Do you think think it's cute that I go poop a little bit on me? Question five. Do real men have stinky feet? Question six. Is it true that uh, the the 18-year-old's um, look up to, admire, and want a and want a healthy sexual role model to guide them through the perils of life. Yes or no? Question seven: What's your favorite thing about older, fat, white men? <laughs> 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 Qu- 
Question eight. Do you wear thongs? <laughs> Question nine. <laughs> What's your... Would you change your wardrobe for an older, middle-class, fat, white man? <laughs> Question 10. How would your family feel about you moving in with a guy who just moved out of his parents' place at 31 years old? <laughs> Question 11. Would you submit to an older, fat, white man in every and make every wish he had a dream come true? <laughs> Question 13. Do you think fupas are hot on guys? <laughs> um, qu- question 14. Do, do you consider yourself hip with the times in terms of memes? Mm. Or is an old cool dad still okay to you? <laughs> question 15. Would you consider yourself a trad-based e-girl or more of a leftist goth mommy? Question 16. Is it okay for girls like you to have a sleepover with an older, fat, white, (laughs) bald man like me? Question 16. Do you think 2016 Ford Taurus is a sexy car for a grown man to drive? The next question. um, Are you woke or do you still find older guys attractive? Question 18. This is a short answer question. Write 200 words on what you would do if I if I picked you up from your parents' place and I, and I took you to a beach at midnight and there was a full moon and I and I pulled out a ukulele. Would you let me sing to you? 200 words, please. Question question 69. <laughs> what is your favorite John Mayer song and why is it slow dancing in a burning room? <laughs> Uh, question question 20 question question 20 do you think that it's adorable and cute that sometimes a um a fat old white man's penis doesn't work all the time like a 18 year old studs would question 1 <laughs> is it this is the is second it? page. This is the second. <laughs> this is part two. This is part two of the test. We've got through. This is that. Now we're on part two. Question one. <laughs> is it okay for regular older white fault, fat bald guys to have a Polly Pocket collection for his girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Do you think it would turn you on if I took you into a bedroom and it was wall-to-wall Darth Vader Funko Pops and you got to look up at them um, while we hung out and laid in my bed and, and listened to um, Harry Styles together? Yes or question no? Three, question three. Are you, are you worried about prom? Question four. Um, do you think condoms are yucky? question five would you help protect me if I got beat up by jocks (laughs) 
Yeah, man, that's that test. Honestly, uh, I think I think we're. Yeah, you should have to take that to get into. Yeah, um, that the 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 the, uh, Universal Institute of uh, Colin. With all of the like right wing moral panic, (laughs) (laughs) it's just one guy. It just. (laughs) (laughs) yeah the 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 um (laughs) the art institute of randy just you know yeah young women look we don't want young women becoming nasty whores with with body counts just like a psa like the superintendent the guy that's giving the test it's like, look, um, you know, there's a lot of panic about young women um, going off to college and experimenting sexually with lots of men, and, and we know that this is bad for society. So, we're going to start administering, administering. You guys take your star tests and your SATs, um, you know, and your benchmarks. We're going to start administ- administering the Randy test. Randy test stands for um, really awesome, nice dude. Yup, and and that is, and that's named after me. <laughs> Um, and basically what the Randy test is, is it's a test of purity. The men don't have to take this test because we know that when, when boys go to college, Hey, it's, it's all for the boys. That's how you meet boys will be boys. boys boys. But if you're a young 18 year old girl in the audience, you're going to need to take the Randy test because if we feel that you are not emotionally mature enough to go off to a four year university, you will stay in 12th, in 12th grade until you properly pass the Randy test and you go on a date. Uh, with me, <laughs> uh, that's. I don't mean to give away the answers, but the really the only way you can pass the Randy test is going on a date with me. And so I'm not going to give too much away about myself, but you, this is for your purity. This is for your chastity. Uh, the last thing we need is is women going off to college and having sex with lots of men and and becoming problem drinkers um, and not being good wives to their future husbands. So um, the Randy test will be administered to all 18-year-old girls uh, that are blonde and play on the volleyball team. Junior varsity's okay. Um, I, I do not want in... I None of the musical theater girls, you don't have to take this test. We're not really concerned about you guys or the choir. No, but we want to. We want to. Oh, no. Or the choir girls. No, please. Um, with no debate club girls either. Really just the preppy girls. We're really worried about you guys. <laughs> We're really worried about the preppy girls that drive the pink Mustang GTs, and um, and those are the ones that we believe are at most they're at most risk for abusing their chastity. We don't really care about, um, in, you know, any other types of high school girls. So, um, thank you guys for coming to this assembly. If you like this assembly, you can pay five dollars a month to get more assemblies. You can go on over to Patreon.com/slash Pendejo Time. Uh, toss us five bucks a month. That gives you access to like 200 episodes, I think, at this point. Um, Discord access. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. And then 10 bucks a month, you get a honcho. That's backlog of video episodes. We do one of those a month. Um, I'm about to go up to Thomas's place. I'm playing, a sh- playing some shows with a band. I'm going to swing by Thomas's. 
film some more uh, shit. Um, we've got a cool little something coming for you guys here pretty soon. Um, you guys are going to love that. 10 bucks a month gets you access to all the bonus episodes, all the video episodes, and Discord access. 50 bucks a month is just a nice thing you can do. Uh, no one really does it except for a friend of ours. A uh, couple people. A couple people who are a friend of the show. Um, yeah, go on and check that out. Patreon.com slash Pendejo Time slash The Tim Dillon Show slash um, uh, True Crime Obsessed slash what are the most successful podcasts? Slash Chopper uh, Trap House. I, I think uh, Matt and Shane's on top right now. Slash Matt and Shane. Listen, Shane Gillis. Listen, I know I you text me every day and you say, dude, I wish I was as funny as you. My, I, you, you deserve my career. He says that to me every day. I would say to Shane Gillis right now, I would say, listen, Shane, I've never talked to you, and I think Thomas has hung out with you once or twice. I would say to you, come on the show, man. Let's hash it out. You know, let's just, let's, <laughs> Thomas is looking at me so fucking, <laughs> Thomas is like, please, dude, stop. Don't, don't, you, don't you ruin this for me. <laughs> just no, I'm no, just Shane's kidding. Uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, but. I probably am Shane's best friend. It's sad to think about. Yeah, you know, you go bowling with a guy. and No, anyway, uh, no, friend of the show, but thank you guys for listening. Um, and we will be back next week with more hard-hitting <laughs> college analysis. Yeah, thanks for listening to the Randy test. Uh, goodbye.